0: Welcome in to No Pun Intended, presented by Club Fantasy. I am your host, Joe Zolo, and today, well, it's a special day because we have uh, a buddy of ours back from the draft show, but this is not your your grandmother's fantasy football podcast this week, ladies and gentlemen, all right? The, uh, the world will be flying. Lucky, yes. Gr- well, grandmas do love stoner, but it's all over the place this week. It, uh, s- things are going to slip. Words are going to be said. This is not a piece. Even show, I don't know really. where it's gonna go. <laughs> if you um, haven't If you haven't noticed yet, the special guest here is Fantasy Stoner, and joining me as always is Joshua Hudson and Ryan Weiss. How is everybody doing?
1: Uh, fantastic! When this beautiful bald head got on the screen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who?
3: talking about Stoner? me? Yeah, <laughs> Stoner has the beard. I have the mustache. This show is gonna be perfect. It's gonna be great. <laughs>
0: going to be hair wild stopped, for sure. All his hair went south for the winter, <laughs> so it's all yeah, on that, that luscious, luscious 24 beard. Twenty four years ago,
2: it started doing that. So. <laughs>
0: that luscious luscious beard. But this is the Great. last show yes. of our team previews, and the reason we have Stoner on—he's oh. a big Niners fan, so we're here Am talking I? Niners. And then yeah. of course we will also finish off with the Kansas City Chiefs, and then we're going to end the show with a little bit of what we like to call my guys. So each one of us will be going through who we truly believe in coming into the twenty twenty season. And about forty five minutes at the show, we may have a little special guest here that Stoner Stoner's going to like. We we at least think, and I'm sure everyone listening, everyone watching is going to like as well. Stoner clapping I love there.
2: Special guest, bro. Yes.
0: If you're listening if you're listening to the podcast on 973 be sure to join us live here Wednesday nights especially for the next 4 weeks with our Women of Fantasy Football yes. show so you can oh, interact some with some of us. my
2: favorite people too. Yes,
0: favorite people and then if you're watching the live stream don't forget you can also listen back to it uh, anytime Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Before we get into anything, we'll go through some news and notes. Uh, Eagles head coach Doug Peterson has tested positive for COVID. He is asymptomatic. Sony Michel and Mohamed Sanu for the Patriots begin camp on the pup, along with Browns receiver Jarvis Landry and Seahawks running back Rashad Penny. Stoners 49ers have signed tight end Jordan Reed, which just retire, dude. You got too many concussions. Um, Look,
2: man, that, dude, that dude's money on third down. Leave him alone. We don't need him to play 90% of snaps, but if he exactly. can go out there and pull some coverage away from Kittle or some of the other guys underneath, and you know he doesn't risk any more long-term, you know, brain damage. I, you know, I'm fine. I think we should just leave it to like hamstring jokes. <laughs> it used to be just, it used to be just hamstrings. I he was yeah, cool. I, I, I hate
1: joking about concussions. That, that's yeah, really it's cool, just
2: man. not funny anymore. Um, no. You know, but the hamstring. That's why. I, that's what I said. I said let's wheel him to the contract signing in a wheelchair, so he doesn't pull a Hemi before he fucking gets that. That, that coin I mean
0: uh, Reed, Reed is a top tier talent one of the best receivers at the tight end position when he's healthy so him and Kittle together will be uh, will be dangerous if that comes to fruition Dolphins can, wide C- can be
2: dangerous can be dangerous I mean dangerous. let's not say will <laughs> can be I mean Kittle's going to be fucking dangerous because he's fucking Kittle
0: Yes. The Dolphins receivers, Alan Hearns and Albert Wilson, have opted out for the 2020 season. That's big.
1: That crushes their depth. I mean, they're they're not... Albert Wilson would have got hurt anyway. Yeah, Albert Wilson is just going to get hurt after like six games anyway. And, you know, Hearns has kind of been fighting back after that one injury um, that he suffered in Dallas. But, you know, he's a reliable veteran. They obviously have a younger team. So... All this tells me is that Devontae Parker is just going to go off again if he's able to play yeah. all 16.
0: and baby. Preston or,
3: Williams. Parker, Preston Williams, Preston well. Williams and Jasicki. I know, Josh, you've been talking yes. Jasicki up, and this is huge for him. So. That opens it up. Yep.
0: Um, uh, it also opens up Matt Breda out of the backfield as well. Love that it. definitely boosts him as well. And one thing that Josh did not add into the news and notes for the show notes uh, Captain America Gardner Minshew was put on the COVID reserve list and then 48 hours was taken off of it because COVID was scared of him. Yep, so, the greatest uh, quote ever. Yes,
2: Didn't the same thing happen with Stafford? He got a false neg or false positive? Something
0: yeah, his like wife that. Was, like, ripped into the line. Yeah, his, for his that, wife man. was
3: not happy. Yeah, not
0: happy at all. But you just, you got to bring up Captain America. That's, that's, I just wanted to bring up Garner Minshew. And now, I love that. My my landscaper
2: showed up at four o'clock on a fucking Wednesday.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I love that Minshew is a part of his own legend now that Minshew was just like, COVID was afraid of me. (laughs) That's incredible. Uh, I know, he's pulling a
2: Chuck Norris right now. Like, what the hell? He's like, dude, you couldn't get past the stash, bro. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> you exactly. Can't, you can't infect these jorts. I got these jorts,
0: baby. <laughs> I love Gardner Minshew so much. All right. Getting It's into... hard not to. He's one of them right? dudes. He really is. He's the best.
2: He's, he's the best. He's actually everything that Baker Mayfield thought he would be. Yeah, As yes. far as the personality M- and like ability and goes. And yeah, I'm
1: going to be so upset <laughs> if, if Minshew pulls a Baker in 2020, and then I'm just going to be like, God damn it.
2: But you and know what? Out. We like him, so it's okay if he shits the bed. Yeah. We'll give him another This is true. Trip. Yeah,
1: this is true. But
2: Baker was like super cocky prick, dude, and everybody hated him. Yeah. So when he shit the bed, we were like, Oh yeah, fuck you, Baker. You, you, yeah, you earned that one. Yeah, you, you earned that. You you earn earn a, like that. a very
1: likable swag to him. So
3: Baker put himself in such a bad situation in that Northeast Ohio already kind of hated him due to planting the flag in the O and then to then not perform it's people turned on him very quickly.
2: Yeah. 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 Like they would have respected him more if he had fucking planted the flag and then came out just guns blazing. Exactly they were like, all right, dude, you killed us, and now you're killing for us. So, exactly. Yeah, I still, I still like Baker, dude. I mean, he's still young. I think, I, I hope that he was humbled a little bit last year. Like you know, when Justin Bieber got a little older, he lost <laughs> a little bit of that extra swagger and became a likable. dude. He became a likable. One hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Still talented as hell, right? And I think Baker can have that same type of swing if he. Allows okay. himself to be humbled by last year's performance.
0: So, uh, going into. the so Baker S- is
2: the uh, Justin Bieber of the NFL. Is really? Yeah, a, that's perfect. What's great, from that, great from that reference? <laughs>
0: it's a good comparison. All right, yeah. we'll get into Stoner's 49ers here. So, going through the upside, downside, trust fall, rookie to watch, sleepers, and my IDP. So, we'll start with the upside. Josh, you have Kendrick Bourne. Ryan, you have Raheem Mostert. On the opposite side, Josh, you're not a big fan of Mostert heading into the season. Ryan, you're not Ooh. a fan of Debo. Trust fall, easily, George Kittle. I love rookie. how you
1: worded that, Joe. Now I really have to defend myself. Yes, you do. <laughs>
0: um, rookie to watch.
2: Me grab the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: rookie to watch. You both have Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. My sleeper, I have Jalen Hurd, second-year guy out of Baylor. Uh, my like IDP it. is Nick Bosa. Atman at man is a mm-hmm. scary guy off the edge. And as we um as we head in quickly here, I, I just I, I saw the list, uh, one of these stats, I'm sure Josh might have put in here. of the Shanahans are notorious for yo-yoing their running backs. and I just want to go through these unbelievable names that are on here. Uh, so obviously Kyle is the head coach of the 49ers, his father, Mike, a very uh, prominent head coach. In the NFL for years and years. His I, father, I first Mike,
1: want to say before you get into this, you're totally stealing my argument here. And now I have to like pivot. So yeah, thanks. Well, for
0: that jo- Josh, I, I saw Roy Hallou, and I was like, Roy Hallou? Maybe the last, like, what's the last time I've heard Roy Halloo in a sentence? Okay.
1: Literally on the Fantasy Footballers podcast when I listened to it today. Oh, my
0: wow. God. So, wow. So his father, Mike, in Denver from 03 to 08, had. Clinton Portis, correct you didn't put his first name, so Portis. Ruben Ruben Drowns or Drones? Drones. I don't know. Drones. Ruben Drones. 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 Yeah. Mike Anderson, Tatum Bell, Travis Henry, and Michael Pittman. And then from what and then in Washington from 2010 to 2012, Ryan Terrain, Roy Hallou, and Alfred Morris what a cast of effing characters that is right yeah, there portis
1: wow. was like the leading rusher for denver in i believe 01, 02, and 03, and then they traded him um, like washington right i believe so. no i think washington traded him to denver i thought or maybe it was one of the back i can't remember but And then in 2012 and 13, Morris was the leading rusher in Washington. So, like, they kind of, like, bookended all of these, like, one-and-done running backs. Like, that's the system that Shanahan is running. I mean, when you look at, um, you know, over the last six years that Kyle Shanahan has been calling plays, three of the last six years, one running back hasn't had more than 50% of the total rushes. So, I mean, it's a very hit-or-miss concept. So I understand, like the ADP with Mostert, it's not super high, which is fine. You know, that's it's not a bad. It was was sneaking
2: up a little bit, yeah. But but it's like it's slowly
1: starting to creep up, like that, and that's why I'm not a big fan. Like I totally see the upside. Like the way that he finished the season, Homeboy was cooking, and he was averaging five point six yards per rush. He was scoring touchdowns. Look. For whatever reason, Shanahan's not throwing to running backs the way that they did, or when when he was in Atlanta, because they have Kittle, because they have these yards after the catch type wide receivers that they're piling into this rotation. And Debo, so, Debo, and Ayuk are going to take, and blocks. they're mo- and Kittle as well. Like they're just monsters after the catch. George Kittle led the NFL, and, and not just from uh, tight ends, I believe, but. Uh, tight ends and wide receivers he he
2: led the league in yards after the catch and I think what we'll find out this year with a shortened potential preseason in camp is that those little short precision passes and the yards after the catch I think are going to have a bigger impact this year than anywhere and i know i probably took another thing you were going to say no that's later that's on huge that's too because you're going
3: to, to, to see sloppy tackling as well um yep. because you're not going to want to hit your guys in practice the way you would hit yep. another guy and so you're going to see a lot of sloppy tackling early on and i think guys who can go after the catch are going to be huge this year
2: yeah most definitely and, and just look most Mo art like he he changed the fucking offense last year
1: no he really did he, the offense His speed is something dramatically else.
2: Is different. Fat. And granted, Debo had also, you know, the second half of the year, he was a much different player than he was the first half of the year. So it all came together. I just – I find it difficult to believe that they would do the little restructure for him and let him fucking show out on Twitter if uh, if they didn't have – if he didn't have a role. I expect him to get – I think you're right that it's going to be hard to assume he's going to get 50% of the touches or more. But he's going to be closer to 50% than any other running back. on The thing year. is,
1: though, if he keeps the touchdown value that he had towards the ends of last year, he will be at minimum an RB2. Like, Yeah, that, I actually. That, yeah, I, I mean, that's how you maintain that value.
3: I dug into that. Um, if you look, he scored six straight, scored touchdowns in the last six games of the season. If you take those six games, he's going to finish as the RB8. Even if you get rid of half of his touchdowns, he's still going to finish as the RB 14 and he's going off the board as the RB 27 right now. You brought up a great point already, Josh. He only got what? 26% of the carries last year and was still the RB 26. You're buying him at 100% his floor to where at this point, his ceiling is a top 10 running back and he could be a league winner. If he starts to see the Devonte Freeman share of that offense. S-
0: so,
4: I don't know
1: that RB27 is necessarily his floor, though. I mean, you're talking about a guy that only has 198 career touches, and he's starting the season at age 28. Like, sure, there's not a lot of tread on those tires, but this is, uh, this is a guy that teams just haven't
2: trusted. So
1: Bruh. why all of a sudden are we going to trust saw, him at the age of 28? I think what
2: we saw him do in that system, it's important to recognize that it, it, the kid has talent, no doubt. But just like Belichick can pull anybody in and and kind of plug and play and get them to perform to a certain level, I think Shanahan is showing that he has that ability as well to a certain extent with running backs on offense. I mean, Kevin Coleman can't run the ball, dude. I'm oh sorry. oh god, he was I terrible hate when last he, year. as was a Niners. So I hate when he's in the backfield. I hate it. Granted, he'll bust out a long one every. He now looks and again like and he looked like he he'll was running a little hard, but at the end of the day, year. he's gonna leave you with blue blood. I mean that's, that's it. I yeah. hate him. All, all I, hate I gotta Coleman. say, like
1: it just feels like though now that like they've restructured, Jarek Coleman or Jarek McKinnon, like it just like all I'm thinking is like watch this guy just come out and explode when nobody's expecting it because that's such a Shanahan thing to do.
2: But, well, but I have okay, so I have you... McKinnon on almost uh, on more <laughs> rosters on my sleeper league in my sleeper leagues than just about anyone. Yeah,
1: I mean he's a late round dart throw. He's absolutely free. Remember, this was the guy that Shanahan initially handpicked to be the guy for them. Now, if he's presumably healthy, what's to stop Shanahan from saying, after one bad play from Mostert? all right, McKinnon, you're my guy. Get in there. Especially if he wants to start
2: throwing to the to the uh, running backs. Because that's what McKinnon does. I think it will take time for McKinnon to become that guy, but I could see him having a season like Kamara did a few years ago, his rookie year, when he slowly progressed and got more touches, and then half the year came and he just exploded. I could see something like that happening if he truly is healthy, but he's got to get his own confidence back. Shanahan's not just going to give him the ball. He needs to get out there and take hits before he can just become that guy. But I could see him carving out a solid role. They didn't trade Matt Breda for nothing. Granted, Joe, they needed
3: to pick, but. I say, Joe, I know you want to jump in, but there's two quick things I want to throw out. First of all, Josh, one of your arguments against Mostert is that he's 28. Jarek McKinnon is 28 and hasn't played in two years. It's true. Um, Got him. And then. Uh, most are, we're looking at the end of the season playoffs, 336 yards and five touchdowns. I think he's established what he is in this offense. 55% of the carries during the playoffs. And I know playoff football is a little different from regular season football, but I think, I think Shanahan's told us what he is and I think we should just believe Shanahan. <laughs>
0: So we all know what happens on this show when there's a disagreement on if someone (laughs) should be taken somewhere. Stoner, I know, I know you're yeah. Oh, I'm not
1: getting in the ring with Stoner. Stop that (laughs)
0: shit.
1: (laughs) uh, You want to talk about pancake? My real
2: real last name is Edge. They named the wrestler after me. So oh god, I'm in trouble. (laughs) Nice.
0: Well, we're not getting in the ring, but we will play the old uh, classic game of. Would you rather the classic game here on no pun intended originated Ooh. on no pun intended.
3: That's right.
0: right? Yeah, exactly. Thank Never you. Never played Thanks anywhere for the backup, before, Brian.
2: Pat- patent pending, patent pending.
0: <laughs> yes, patent pending. All right. So Raheem Mostert's currently going according to fantasy pros and PPR leagues as the RB 28. So he's currently a high to mid uh, RB three uh, is where he is going. So, with that in mind, we're going to play a game of who would you rather as your RB3, comparing Raheem Mostert, who's at RB28, to guys listed between RB25 and RB30. All right? So that's it's very simple. I'll start with Josh, give it to Ryan, and then we'll end on Stoner. So we'll start here. Josh, who would you rather, Raheem Mostert at RB28 or David Montgomery at RB25? Josh.
1: I have Montgomery higher but if we're talking RB three, I know the upside that Mostert provides. So I would probably invest in Mostert over
0: Montgomery, Ryan, Mostert stoner.
2: I'm a Niner fan. So I'm going to say yeah. Mostert. So, but I do like David Montgomery. I, I, I like him. I liked him last year. Even, I think I had him ranked higher than Jacobs. I had Sanders Montgomery and Jacobs. Um, and I think volume-wise, he's he's good. I won't I won't touch on the other backfield mate because I know somebody's going to talk about him later. But I think that there is a, a kind of a cap on his touches. So, but as a as a as an RB three, I, I would be happy with either one of those as an RB three. That's true, most definitely. Radio Radio Rahim's is that dude. I'm taking him. <laughs> there you go.
0: All right, at RB twenty six. Mark Ingram or Raheem Mostert, Josh.
1: Oh, I will take Ingram all day. J.K. Dobbins does not scare me for 2020, and I like the touchdown upside with Ingram. I think is so much higher than it is with Mostert.
3: Ryan, I'll take the guy who scored what 11 touchdowns in his last nine games. Raheem Mostert, <laughs> Stoner.
2: I'm gonna go Ingram there. That's just safer. Um, if I if I'm feeling risky and and maybe had a few cocktails, I would probably. <laughs> Take Rahim over him, but realistically, I think Ingram is a safer pick.
0: Uh, I forgot to give my Montgomery Mostert pick. I'll also take Mostert in that matchup, and then with Mostert and Ingram, I'll also take Mostert again. I do want to wrap around to the fact that Josh brought up Mostert's age in Mark Ingram's thirty-one. So i just I just want to bring oh, that up. Got him! I just want to be an agent, out. bro. I'm yes. sitting
2: here 42 with a white beard. You yes, me but Ingram has and been more so consistent be
1: throughout his career. That's the difference. So,
0: and, <laughs> Ingram
2: was also injured last year. I just year. would like to
1: say I am not an agent, damn it. Stop I, 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 believe,
2: I believe that J.K. Dobbins is going to make an impact this year. Well, I'm not saying he's not going way. to
1: make an impact. Yeah. But Ingram has always been efficient throughout his career. He's yeah, done it I, I, with, with less that, touches.
2: Yeah. That offense is just too, I mean too powerful running the ball to not yeah. want to no, see I,
1: I could very easily yeah. see a scenario where four players on that Ravens offense have more than a hundred carries. Yeah. Between I'm, between I'm, Jackson, I'm, Dobbins, Ingram, and, and even
2: Edwards. I'm still a Gus Edwards fan. I'm Gus Buss, baby.
0: Love Edwards.
2: I was snagging Gus everywhere in Dynasty Startups, and then they draft Dobbins. Yeah. And he just ruined Bastards. it for me. It's like, come on. He was a great late-round pick before they took Dobbins. He was. But Dobbins is going to be a. I I think he's a top 15 running back in 2021. I, I agree.
0: Yeah. All right, back-to-back guys here at RB27. Cam Akers of the Los Angeles Rams or Raheem Mostert, Josh? I do have
1: Akers higher, but I think I would take Mostert. I I, I really just have no idea how they're going to utilize the Rams backfield. I I I would like to think that they're going to do what they did originally with Gurley, but I, I really just don't know at this point. So
2: I'll, I'll take Mostert.
3: Ryan? The Rams came out and said something like they were going to try to copy what the Niners did, but I'll still take Mostert. So. Stoner. So, yeah.
2: I agree completely with everything that's been said already. And I love Akers. I think that kid has the ability to eat oh, in he that be offense. a offense. Yeah, he could be a stud, um, And, uh, I mean, Henderson's not bad, but I think Akers is a baller, dude. I, I think in, in a couple of years, we're going to look back at this running back class and, and be fucking amazed at how good they are.
0: I mean, listen, Akers isn't getting any better of an offensive line than he had in college. The Rams' offensive line is garbage.
2: Right, (laughs) but they're also professional athletes rather than college (laughs) athletes. Yeah, but professionals
0: going against other professionals who are better than them. Stoner, they have to face the Niners twice a year. Have you seen their defensive line?
2: No, he's going to get destroyed against my (laughs) squad. That's one thing, but... I mean, but those other fourteen games, <laughs> yeah, those other fourteen games, that kid's gonna eat. No, <laughs> I, mean, I, I. That's why, That's why I said a couple years. I did say yeah. if we, when we look back in a few years, yeah. I think it's gonna be a rough, a rough twenty twenty season for a lot of these rookies. Um, you know, Clyde is is getting his love, and I'm still rookie one one is JT, JT for me. You know, he's got that jersey blood, so I gotta stay. I gotta stay riding with the jersey homie. Um, I got a funny story. When I was in high school, I played against his high school. I mean, obviously, he wasn't there. <laughs> but I played against Salem High School, and we actually got into a brawl right before halftime. Cool.
5: With their team
2: and their fans, it was ridiculous. As we, were, we had to get a police escort out of there. They were throwing bricks and cinder blocks and shit at our buses. It that, was gnarly. That, we won that game.
0: That sounds so on brand for the state of New Jersey. <laughs> Like that just to me, you think New Jersey it's high school. I feel football like we
2: should, I feel like you and I need to fight for that. I mean <laughs> I mean listen, no. I'm, snacks, bro.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm from New Hampshire. It's just, you know, live for your Oh, I'm
2: sorry. We should talk about the lacrosse games then, you know. <laughs> I actually actually hate lacrosse. I... Dude, <laughs> but the rest of you guys up there, you guys fucking love it, bro. Yeah, no,
0: yeah, no that l- 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 lacrosse craze. That is the rich my... white
2: dude's sport, if there ever is one. It's
0: that in golf, so.
3: <laughs> Best yeah. lacrosse player of all time, Jim Brown. That's what he went to. <laughs> hey, for.
2: I love that. That's great. <laughs> and spot on. Yep. All right, awesome. my... What do we got? Cam Akers is not going to. Do better than Raheem. I think that's where we were at.
0: All right. And then, uh, so the next thing is uh, 28 is Mostert. 29, Kareem Hunt or Raheem Mostert is your RB3, Josh.
1: Oh, Kareem Hunt. I He has standalone value in that, in that offense. He's so dynamic out of the backfield.
3: Ryan. Close for me, but I'm still going Mostert. Stoner.
2: I'm going to take Mostert in a redraft, and Kareem Hunt oh. might might sneak in a best ball, but I don't know. It All depends right. on who my first two running backs would be in basketball, but I do love Hunt just like Josh said. I I, I think he does have a role. I wouldn't be Whether shocked
1: I'm, if he's running a lot of routes out of the slot, especially if, if Landry's in- hip injury is is as se- severe as they're starting to make it out to be. I
2: don't. I think Landry's gonna be fine, dude. No, no I think he'll be fine as well. But yeah. but I agree that you're gonna see him even early on. Probably get some run out of that just to get Landry some rest if if he is still coming back from it but i like hunt i mean he's just a valuable player dude and everybody knows it i mean when he has the ball yeah. in his hands he's just so I, cool. he's
1: a piece of shit human but he's a good football player
2: valuable player piece of shit human that's why that's why i choose my words wisely <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> i just i had to preface that because lauren's no. here in the comments and she's like josh no and i know exactly what
2: she was referring hey, to lauren <laughs> relax <laughs> is, is that my surprise at 45 minutes Did no you just no it's surprise? not lauren no.
0: it's not lauren although it would be a good surprise if it was lauren all right it last... be the best surprise
2: obviously the best <laughs> and okay i'm gonna tell
0: our guest you said that
2: <laughs> yeah
4: oh well,
2: i hope uh, it's it, the only thing all right well whatever <laughs> <laughs> whatever i'm a glutton uh, for punishment dude yeah, Bring it on! Me, All right. Thank
0: you. So, last one before we head into our little uh, head into our little Chiefs Niners debate here. I'm going to skip 30 and 31. I'm going to go to 32. Why? Why? Because 32 is more interesting to me. Okay. <laughs> Raheem Mostert or James White, Josh.
1: I think I would go White. I really do. I, I, I don't trust. I mean, I have them two spots apart. I have White at 30. I have Mostert at 32. But I, 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 could, I can see a scenario where White has 115 targets this year.
0: Easy.
3: Ryan. Anything less than full PPR, I would go Mostert. But in a full PPR league, which yeah. is what we care about on this show, give me James White all day long. Stoner.
2: That's a really tough one. I That's like that. <laughs> Especially now that, that Cam is there. I mean, obviously if you asked, you know, a month ago, the answer's easy. Yeah. Um I'm still gonna go with Mostert. That, I mean so It's definitely so close though. It really is. Yeah. It is close. It is very close. Because And you know You just I'm you thinking know... maybe if I was a little sketchy about my R B too I might take I might go with, with White just to get that I don't know, feel maybe safe about that receiving floor or something. But I don't know. I like I think I think Raheem's gonna be the fifty percent guy that we've been waiting for Shanahan to have this year. Um, and maybe it's gonna be forty nine point five and we can round up and just call it fifty. I love it. But I like that. We'll we'll call it that. I'm gonna go by radio, radio Raheem. Yeah. Radio Rahim,
0: uh, I I'm going James White. I I just uh, Stoner said if it was a month yeah. ago and Stidham was the starter, I would I would lean moster Not because I don't still think James White is probably a top twenty-four running back. I just think I Mostert love James White him. too, man. He's, he's, one, one, of he's one of the most James underrated White. running backs in fantasy. Love yeah. James you ask,
2: White. You ask me in a week, I might change my answer. To be honest, like that's that type yeah. of question that I might change my answer. Um, who were who were thirty and thirty one? Who did you skip? Just certain names yeah, out. Yeah. So we don't have to answer it, but I'm th- just
0: Thirty was Ronald Jones and thirty one was he's... Darius Geis.
2: That see, that's another tough one. Rojo's easy. I'm easily going most of it. Yeah. yeah. But Geis is a tough one. It's do you want to yeah I mean, if you
1: believe that mean is you I think he is healthy a think he top a shot at top fifteen this year. Easy, a He's
2: yeah, he's a baller when he, he plays. So a He's
0: a his first run in the NFL, he stiff armed two people and spun moved two others in a yeah. preseason game against the Pats.
2: And, and laughed about it. Like, yeah, yeah. like he uh this is regular. I love that too. Like bro. that was mo- I, I'm a
4: huge huge fan.
0: A, that was the most electric run I've ever seen in a preseason game, and it was his first carrot. Yeah. If Geis is healthy, he is scary. That is a scary, scary running yeah. back. It's just simply yeah, I remember I remember
1: healthy. when the 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 team formerly known as the Redskins drafted him. As an Eagles fan, I was just like, son of a bitch, this is not good. Like, yeah. I it legitimately scared me.
0: All right. So, now heading into the Chiefs real quick here. We're not going to talk too much about the Chiefs.
2: We are going to do a little player focus. Hey, can, on... can I say one thing? Yeah. Like Why you on the show, <laughs> Yeah. So, you guys touched on rookies to watch out for on the Niners. Sure. And I know it seems standard to say, let's talk about an offensive guy. But I think it's important that we discuss Javon Kinlaw for just a second. Oh, he's a
1: stud he, on the internet. He,
2: oh he is a beast. I love him. and he, But he is replacing DeForest Buckner, who is an all-pro. Um, you guys I did think, just sign Deion Jordan
1: today, too, to add some depth on end.
2: Yeah, so I, I think that it's important to recognize that they did fill a void by grabbing Kinlaw, that that is going to help make their defense potentially better Um, or at least keep it at the same level, which I I think we do. I think we often don't recognize the offensive linemen or the defensive players that get drafted and the impact that has on on the fantasy side of things. But having that great defense means that our offensive players get more possession. Well, and, and I think running. that's Definitely. what helped
1: you guys run the ball 498 times. That's, exactly, and that was
2: and that was my other talk is that we still have a solid, solid defense. So our running game and our short passes to Kittle and Ayuk and Debo are still going to be extremely valuable. Which makes also I think Jimmy G, who gets a lot of hate for not being able to win the big game, the kid started one season not and he took us to, to the goddamn Super Bowl. Right? Like, he played one full season, and he took us to the Super Bowl. So, st- so let's give him a little bit of credit to try to try to expand his growth in this offense. And I, I think that they did a great job on both sides of the ball, including the trade for Trent Williams. And the Niners overall are going to be fantastic.
0: St- Stoner, I-, I love you, buddy, but... Jimmy did not take them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that, that The Green was just Bay Packers defense <laughs> look, gifted them the Super Bowl. Look. Jimmy threw the ball eight times in the NFC Championship game. You could have played quarterback and the 49ers would have won.
2: But it wouldn't have looked as good as him, and I'm a damn sexy <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not going to knock look, Your quarterback takes you to the Super Bowl. Even when the Ravens won with Trent Dilfer, Trent Dilfer took them to the Super Bowl. You yeah, know but I Trent mean? Dilfer's the worst it, quarterback we ever in the Super Bowl. their Super Bowl. Run. We understand that did. Jimmy G wasn't the MVP, but I'm just using the sports lingo that the no, that the sure. listeners understand. L-
0: listen, I, I still think the jury's Kittle, out on Kittle Jimmy. and the defense took us to the fucking Super Bowl. But,
3: yes. but from a fantasy standpoint, he, just to he, give Jimmy G. He also carried the Saints for the ride just in case. Well, I was going to say, just to he give knew Jimmy knew they weren't coming. Yeah. To give Jimmy G some fantasy love, they threw the ball fourth least in the NFL last year. He was fifth in touchdown passes and was hey, a very 14.
1: efficient. He was very efficient. I'll yeah. give you credit for that.
2: It it helps when and you in have the Bowl, as a And then it's Scott Fishbowl. He's going right? to be a top 10 quarterback this year in the Scott Fishbowl scoring for those yeah. of you playing in that league who were lucky enough to draft him.
0: All right. So, quickly going through here, we're going to have a little 10 minute debate, but to go through the
3: upside downside. <laughs> Stop. Ryan's over here. I me! <laughs> I got Jimmy G. I win.
0: Oh, Why that guy? All right. All right, so quickly through the Chiefs here. The upside, Josh and Ryan both have Nicole Hardman. Downside, Josh, you have Patrick Mahomes, and that's simply because just of where he's being taken. Uh, that's just the standard on this, on this uh, show here. Don't take quarterbacks too high. Ryan, you have CEH as your downside. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fall. you both have Travis Kelsey. Rookie to watch, you both have CEH. My sleeper is Sammy Watkins. Don't draft Sammy Watkins. But there's no one else on this team. I chose Byron freaking Pringle last year as my sleeper. <laughs> Take Byron Pringle. Um, my, my IDP. The Lizard I, King. <laughs> I love Byron Pringle. My IDP, I have uh, Tyron Matthew, absolute stud. Love the Honey Badger. Uh can't say enough about can't say enough about how good I feel uh, Tyron Matthew is, but the the big thing we're going to go through here is the Chiefs' offense speaks for itself. You have the best quarterback in the league who can throw the ball the entire length of the field. He can do whatever the hell he wants to. The big debate that pisses me off is that everyone thinks Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. Now Stoner, before you butt in, because we got uh, we obviously know that we we know you're not saying anything
2: until you call me. <laughs> um, Go ahead. I, I just... I don't
0: get it because, okay, if you what if you want to strictly say in fantasy football, Kittle's the better tight end, you have an argument. You have a valid argument just because of how good Kelsey has been in fantasy his almost his entire career. When you're talking tight end, half of their job is catching the football. Kelsey is very good at that. Kittle is also very good at that. The other half of their
2: job is blocking. If I knew how to make goat sounds, I'd be making goat sounds every time you said Kittle
0: to <laughs> When it comes to blocking, George Kittle <laughs> is another offensive lineman. It, George Kittle, like, if, if you were to put Gronkowski in his prime in the NFL right now, you'd say is the best blocking tight end, then it's Kittle, and then it's everybody else. Because... Because Kittle is the best blocking tight end, in my opinion, in the NFL right now. He doesn't care. That's the best part it's not about even it. Close. He, not even
4: it's close. not even
0: close. So the debate of Kelsey versus Kittle is not even close. I'm sorry, Chiefs fans. I'm sorry, Chiefs homers. I'm sorry, Travis Kelsey lovers. Uh, Kelsey is an arrogant asshole. George Kittle's an actual football player. Okay? George Kittle Ooh. is an unreal specimen at the tight end position. He's also a better receiver in my opinion he's a better route runner he's a better red zone target like all around better
3: i'll never forget that time when i won a fantasy championship on george kittle's pancake block points <laughs> hey ryan man ryan?
1: if you're if your fantasy team and your league gives points for pancakes i actually want in on that i'm not even gonna <laughs> lie. like that. that sounds like something i want to get involved in <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: go ahead stoner
2: you're up you have, you
0: have the you have the mic. Uh, look,
2: I, I'm clearly like the biggest George Kittle homer in the history of fucking homers. I I consider him to be old school, and in my old school fashion, I'm gonna whip out this forty ounce of Mickey's because <laughs> it's about as badass as George Kittle is. Pour, pour one out for George Kittle. Look, he's. I mean, number wise, they're very similar. Um, yes. if you you know, if you extend Kittle's numbers last year over sixteen games, you know, he probably has more touchdowns than Kelsey. He's clearly a better run blocker than Kelsey. Let's let's keep it real. I know that Travis Kelsey doesn't pass block very often, but when he does happen to stay in, he is very good at pass blocking. He is not the best run blocker in the world, which is surprising considering how good his brother is at center. Like at the end of the day, you're not making a bad choice. If you chose Kelsey or Kittle in your redraft leagues or your best ball, you're getting the two top players at a, a thin position. But I mean, long-term and overall and just watching football, George Kittle is clearly the better player. I mean, just, I mean, I, I, I don't know. There's something about George Kittle that is so... And look, I don't hate Travis Kelsey. I think he's great. I think he brings great energy. He is a cocky little prick, but being a guy him. with Jersey blood, like, I love that. Like, I, I appreciate him dancing in the end zone when he scores. I love him singing songs with the Lombardi in it after he won, because I would do that too. And he's good enough that he's earned the right. But, like, you started out this talk... He plays with the best quarterback in the fucking world right now. Yeah. On an offense with one of the top four or five receivers in the world right now. And one of the best coaches in the history of football calling the fucking plays. And I got a guy who plays tight end and is our number one receiver, but he's also one of our best blockers and he's clearly our number one cheerleader. And there's not a person in the world that hates George Kittle unless their team is playing him that day.
4: <laughs> That's
2: true. So, I mean, it, look, I don't, I don't hate Travis Kelsey. I, I would never not want to have him on my fucking fantasy because that dude plays on the best offense I've seen in God knows how long. But I mean, at the end of the day, I, I'm, I'm rooting for the fucking the people's tight end. The old school can I down. just
1: point out something the really quick? Hey!
2: Let's
1: George Kittle, baby! <laughs> not the goat, I, I just want to point something out really quick. I know people have things to say when it comes to like pro football focused grading systems and things like that. George Kittle over you the got last the right? I well, you know. <laughs> I would just like to say a tight end in the NFL. Who has had a higher pat or run blocking grade than George Kittle the last two years? Philadelphia's Dallas Goddard. It's all I'm, I just wanted to throw that out there because homeboys. future. Okay. so
2: did we? Should we talk about the video of his glass jaw? Oh, I the know. Fact right. Good God, he that was terrible. Sleeping
3: oh, he from got taking cold, a trip cold, to cold, a bar, taking a nap.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, that 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 was not a good look, but. That was like that was a straight up clear sucker punch though. Like, I, no, it was a horrible was, punch. That was a Oh my god, a
2: garbage human being. But you're also six six Dallas, and you're clearly, according to PFF, the best run blocking <laughs> in football. And you couldn't <laughs> take a
4: punch. Well, to be fair, he
1: has a face mask on on Sundays.
2: <laughs> well, that he needs to go out like that. Yeah. So he doesn't go out like that that was that was
0: good right there that was a good little that's a good little
2: what i do bro yeah that was nice no i mean
0: in
1: terms like i look at it this way when when you when talking about the two in fantasy like it's pretty clear that both of them are 1a and 1b at this point yeah like if you're starting if you're starting an nfl team i would take kittle over kelsey and i don't think that's close they are
3: not 1a and 1b in fantasy though Kittle's had two good years, and Kelsey outscored him sixty-eight points over those two good he's, years. He's only played three years,
2: like well, was, yeah. But I'm just comparing his
3: two of them. Comparing his two good good seasons,
2: receiving record in one of them. I mean, what more seasons, can he do in those three? He, years? he only played fourteen games in,
3: two. in 2018.
2: All right, and so only, if, if,
3: if and only had a thousand fifty-three yards.
1: Oh, George no. Kittle set the record for like most receiving yeah. yards amongst tight
2: ends,
3: and scored five touchdowns Honestly. that season. I wish it's my fantasy quarterback threw it's for Kelsey five thousand yards.
2: All day I wish. Except I wish my Dinosaur. running game wasn't so good that we didn't that we could just throw for five thousand yards.
3: And that's perfect, but it's still fantasy football,
2: right? K- and Kittle if you look at the averages football? over the last three years, I bet you they're pretty close to the same. I bet you their catches are right around probably within five to seven catches of each other. The yards might be – I'm sure Kittle has 150, 120 less yards per season than Kelsey, but he's also played less games, and he plays on an offense that doesn't throw as much. They also had the same number of touchdowns last year, and we've played Technically, less games Kelsey than had on one an offense, more because he did on have offense, one that was counted that, as a rushing he, he already had less the same number of receiving touchdowns. I'll use the words <laughs> Joshua, but look. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, I think he's right in that it's one A and one B. But I think the the big picture is if you're taking one of these dudes, you're taking them in the second round.
3: Exactly. So you're taking yeah. these
2: guys over running backs, potentially guys like Miles Sanders or a Josh Jacobs, or you have to plan he your up. whole
3: draft around getting one of them. Exactly. So,
2: right. All
1: right. So, so I mean that. Go ahead. All right. Real quick. So we, we told you, Stoner, that we had a nice little surprise for you. And since we've been talking about wow. our Women of Fantasy football event, I wanted to actually bring on
2: one of the guests I, for I the I see your show. comment, and now I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: why would you say it? <laughs> so welcome, Jen Piacenti. We, we, we saw hey. the, how to welcome. pronounce the last name part of it. Yes. So. Okay.
5: Well, I heard I heard Stoner was going to be here, and I thought, hey, I can't <laughs> miss this because we live maybe 30 minutes apart and we've yet to actually meet. So, if this is as close as <laughs> we can get for now in COVID 19. Yeah. This is what we're going to do.
4: There you
1: go. Is, so, we have to live up to our title that Tommy Garrett gave us as the Tinder of Fantasy Football Podcasts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is what we do we bring people together.
5: <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs>
1: A Jen, it's I, it's nice I, to finally meet you.
5: It's nice to meet you.
2: Jen is my favorite. She's absolutely amazing. Um, you guys are in for a treat when she jumps in. Oh, I'm, I'm super excited. It's going to be well,
5: awesome. well. That's very kind. I, I'm going to come back all the time if you guys are going to be this nice to me. Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll
0: always happily. She does
2: not you give herself enough credit. And if you play fantasy baseball. She's the one to go to.
5: So far, I won all my bets for today. Definitely took Woo! the over on that Yankees-Phillies game, and I took the Phillies for a win. Nobody trusts me I, like that I, anymore. Should,
2: I should suggest, though, if she tells you to draft any mess on your team, do not do that. Because <laughs> the, guys, the guys that she's been pumping up have completely shit the bed for my team. One of them, <laughs> one of them
5: quit. One of them quit.
3: Oh shit. I so. can't control you.
4: <laughs> One of them quit. You
3: know- wow. <laughs> and quit without telling but, his team. You know what? Just I quit. Quit. <laughs> He just
1: said I'm
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: But I did that because I knew how much you like Dom Smith and now Dom has a chance. See? There you go.
2: I love still working Tom for you? Smith, dude. Wow. I appreciate that. I think you're just saying that now because You know, I, I, I will say like, I haven't played right fantasy
1: baseball in years, but I have been watching your videos on Instagram.
5: Thank you, thank you. Lots of fun yeah. for me. I love it. I love. Well, how lucky am I that I get to do fantasy baseball and fantasy football like all the time? Like, awesome. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's the dream.
5: Yeah, it's the Hell dream. Yeah. Where did you,
2: you get that shirt from, Jen?
5: I got this shirt from Roto Wear. I bet you guys might have one too. <laughs> Probably not in yes. this size because this is actually child size. I think I actually. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I think, actually I to think ask that's
2: them. the same size that Jack is wearing.
5: <laughs> Probably my, my
2: eleven, my eleven-year-old has the same shirt um and wore it on Saturday. That's
5: it's actually that's, the same shirt. Nice We're thing. actually sharing the same <laughs> shirt, Jack and
2: I. I. Yeah, I overnighted it to her. <laughs> so she got it today. Are you back? You're back in LA, right, Jen?
5: Yeah, yeah, I'm here. It's beautiful day.
2: It's always sorry, these posters. I was telling them earlier. It's been overcast um, all day today. It sucks. Yeah how the people here in Southern California stopped caring about the coronavirus.
5: It's kind of we true talking
2: about that earlier. Yeah. I'm
4: That's
2: why Jen and confident. I haven't, we, we haven't been able to have drunk brunch yet.
3: And I love Not it. Yet. You two are instantly responsible, like <laughs> examples. Yeah. Yes. yeah. We responsible are responsible
2: examples. We right. I don't, don't want to get sick. We don't want you to get sick. Okay.
1: And we don't want, yeah, yeah exactly. No. We don't want anybody yeah. to get sick. Mm-mm. Exactly. Mm-mm. That's
2: pretty much it. Yeah. So what it, made what made you guys bring Jen on the show?
1: Well, for a couple of reasons. One, we knew you were gonna be on. Uh-huh. And Jen was like, Oh my god, I love Stoner. I said, Oh, I'm so making this happen. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, two, favorite.
1: but two, but uh, two, as most people that are watching the show or that listen to us regularly know, we've been hyping up our women of fantasy football event. Um, It starts next week is our very first show. Jen Mm -hmm. will be on with us during our second show on the 19th. I believe it's 7 Uh, p.m. Eastern.
4: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: But one thing that we are doing that um, we're going to put out a big graphic for after the show, actually, uh, we're doing a corresponding charity drive. So we are we are raffling off items Uh, we have. So this week we're raffling off a. A. a, a ultimate draft kit from the fantasy footballers. We're raffling off a signed Dallas Cowboys Blake Jarwin jersey. Yep, and a signed
2: any Cowboys. There's a couple people. Want that. There's a couple Would people. You want <laughs> any Cowboys stuff, Jen? <laughs> and a
1: uh, signed Ohio State University Robert Smith jersey. <laughs> So if
2: anybody doesn't remember him, Robert Smith won me multiple fantasy He fans. won quite a few
1: people for the Vikings though. dude exactly. that dude could ball. Exactly. So every week what we're doing is we have He was a too religious have...
2: for me in his interviews. So I didn't watch him interview, but he was super dope as a running back. So <laughs> each week we're
1: going to have different items and when we when we do the show next week and our first guest is going to be Liz Loza from Yahoo Fantasy. During during the show, we are going to announce the winners of those items, and we'll do it. We'll kind of tear it out throughout the show. Um, you can go to our website, uh, www.clubfantasyffl.com. You'll see a big graphic right up front Women of Fantasy Football. We're taking donations on our GoFundMe. If you go straight to GoFundMe, all you have to do is search Women of Fantasy Football um each item has a like tier price so if you donate that tier price you are automatically entered to win that item correct. we will then do the raffle and all of the money that we're raising is going towards women's sports um foundation that i foundation. believe it's called yep um but their their whole entire goal is i know being... them
2: women in sports they're great
1: correct so their their whole thing is you know encouraging women to get involved in sports at an early age and helping them throughout Uh, their careers and and whether it's in sports or outside of sports, whatever it may be. uh, We want to shine a light on women, not only in the fantasy industry, uh, but in sports in general. And ultimately what we want to do is however much we can raise is great, but we want to make this an annual event. You know, we want to be able to uh, bring in women across all different sports and, and genres, whatever, and let them tell their stories, highlight them in their careers and just, let guys know that they don't have to be threatened by women that actually know what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to sports hell yeah so yeah wanted to be able to do that with jen on because yeah. i think it's kind awesome of, because, yeah.
5: kind of makes it more fun i mean honestly right? like to be able to talk about your fantasy football team with your girlfriend instead of her being annoyed and that you're going to hang out with your friends it's the way right? to go right
3: oh yeah, I'm, yeah. Gonna keep, I'm gonna keep us all from getting yelled at from stepmom lauren um the show will be hosted. Yes. Me, yes. Joe and Josh are gonna take a back they're gonna take a step back. I'm just gonna twirl I'm gonna twirl. And Lauren and Faith are gonna host the show. Joe, yeah. go ahead. Yes, it's Lauren terrible. and
0: Faith are gonna host the show. And just to go through the other stuff that we have. So obviously that's just the first three items that we have on that raffle to raise money for women's sports foundation. But so, but
2: wait, there's more. There's That's right.
0: More. <laughs> there's much more. All right, we have so for signs for signed stuff. A Cam Akers football. Vinny Testaverde's uh, Miami Hurricanes jersey. Cool. A Frank Gore Miami Hurricanes jersey signed. What? Darius, yeah, I mean, that could
2: that, could that could also be an antique.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> a Darius Geis LSU jersey signed.
2: I'm going to get Kenny... Geist to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get buy his own jersey.
0: In a Kenny Galladay signed Lions jersey. Oh, shit. Sure. Um, a few other things. We have a six month Roto-Viz subscription courtesy of Sam Wallace. So thank you, Sam. Uh, Sam a Dynasty Sam Trades HQ.
2: Hold on. Can we pause? Go ahead. Sam Sam Wallace has less than. I'm sorry. I was mixing him up. Yeah. Sam is fantastic. He's awesome. He often, We've had him on our show. A couple often, times. Uh, he often engages with uh, everybody at the undroppables, and I just want to reach out to him or say hi to him. We fucking love that dude. He, he is, is awesome. probably the most likable dude in fantasy. Yeah, Twitter.
1: I'm. I'm and fully convinced that he was a Care Bear in his past life. He has <laughs> yeah. a big bone and,
2: in his body, and, and we know that Jen. If you didn't know, Jen loves Care Bears. I do. I did gonna... not know that. <laughs> if you didn't just see her start smiling when you mentioned Care Bears, I did. She perked up exquisite a lot, dude. Yeah.
5: I am a just... Care Bear in Scott Fishbowl, and I am taking that.
2: Are you really? Down.
5: Yeah. Yes. Do it. Ooh. Hugs a lot, dude. She, she requested
2: the Care Bear division.
0: Okay. I did
5: request the love Care Bear Care division. Bear, you
0: know? I love that. Yeah. I love that. And then she, she was.
2: She was. She's gonna win that division too. I
5: feel totally, bad yeah. for everybody
0: that's yeah, I, I do that. too. And then two last things. We have a Dynasty Trades HQ hoodie to raffle off as well.
1: Courtesy of Shane Manolo. Shout out to Shane for donating that to
2: us. You're not going to tell the last gift, are you? I hope not. Joey,
1: don't spoil
2: it. The last one. I wouldn't spoil the the big one. Don't spoil the
0: surprise now. Listen, Lauren said to throw it out there, but I won't. Stoner says no, I'm not going to do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs)
5: I mean, we gotta build said,
1: the ante- no. we got to build no. the anticipation. All right,
5: what we'll... is it? Is it drunk brunch with Stoner? Is that the prize? <laughs> <laughs> and can there be a tandem bicycle ride involved? Oh. <laughs> no camera nearby?
2: Stoner, no. if you're up for donating to it, no... bring it. We'll do it. We'll make
0: we'll the hell be, on that. There will be
2: no tandem bicycle rides,
0: Jen. Oh, we love that. Oh, and I, I see from uh, from our buddy at, uh... oh, hold on. From our buddy, it's uh, – my God, no. It Keep kidding, hitting the wrong one because there's something refreshed. Okay, from Fantasy Go NFL, he says he's happy to donate some Fantasy Go credit hey, as well. So, Dave, oh, we're, we're coming con- out of here,
4: yep.
0: Dave was on no. the show a few weeks ago. Awesome guest. Uh, Dave will reach out to you after this. But what we want to get into here to wrap up our show is we have our My Guys for 2020. So we each have oh. a quarterback, a running back, a receiver. Jen, you able to stick around
1: because I know you said only yeah. about
2: 15 minutes. Okay, cool. Oh, hey. yeah, I Hey Jen, you're gonna like my quarterback, so you stick
4: around.
5: Oh, I
2: know who it is. I know who it, throw, it. I'll, I'll throw a name out there, and I'm gonna let her talk about him.
0: So, there you go. I love that. Wow. So we'll run through. And uh, Jen, feel free. I know on the show notes, I don't see any mm-hmm. of your guys on here, but feel free to. Uh, I don't think to we sent <laughs> I, I, no, I can a, comment no, on y- y'all guys. Bit. Yeah, go go in. Sorry. Right. So here here's what we got. Um, so for quarterbacks, Stoner has Matt Stafford, Josh. You have Carson Wentz. Ryan, you have Tom Brady. Myself, I have Daniel Jones. And uh, since Stoner, you said... (laughs) Since Stoner, you said Jen really likes Matt Stafford. uh, Jen,
2: elaborate. I think her her and I are on the same page on Stafford. If I'm wrong, she'll tell me. I do... I do
5: like Matt Stafford a lot. Um, I wonder now if he's starting, if the secret's kind of out on Matt Stafford, so maybe it's not as tantalizing as it was when I first started really touting Matt Stafford, but his 8.2 yards per attempt were a career high in his nine games last year, and he was on pace for a 5,000-yard season. Now, I know we can't just take this 5,000 on pace and just believe that's what's going to happen. But he was the highest NFL in the NFL in depth of target. And don't forget that he's done this before. Back in 2011, he threw for over 5,000 yards with 41 touchdowns. He's got a healthy receiving core. He's got uh, Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay. He's got some talent, maybe DeAndre Swift here now, too. I mean, like, you've got a lot of talent there. I just don't feel forget like, to hop, Staff-
2: baby, don't forget the TJ.
5: Don't forget TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, so there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, and I think that people just forget about Matt Stafford because he was out there, worried that he's an injury risk. To me, that's someone with a really high ceiling that you can target later in your drafts. Now, again, as I said, that the earlier and earlier people are taking him, the less and less. I'm a huge fan of Matt Stafford, right. but where he is right now is good. Um, I wouldn't take him ahead of Matt Ryan. I think some people are starting to go a little bit that far, but for if you're sure. waiting and you're like, Hey, I'm waiting late, late, late. And you can still get Matt Stafford. Oh yeah. Give me so much of that. So and much right honor. now
1: Stafford's ADP is at QB 13. Matt Ryan's at uh, QB eight, according to fantasy, fantasy
5: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. And if I think for
2: me, a big thing is Kenny G. Yeah. yeah. You gotta remember yeah. and look at what Kenny G did last year with garbage at the quarterback position. Like right. he played well. So you have to you have to understand that he is gonna excel. So I also mm-hmm. love him this year, but as well long and as he's Maddie, a jump
1: ball machine too. Yeah. yeah. If if just throw it, it up. Healthy, Holiday's coming yeah, down with it.
2: That yeah. offense is gonna be filthy. I love DeAndre Swift. I love T J Hawkinson. I just hope Matt Matt Patricia doesn't fuck it up
3: and if Swift (laughs) jumps into that role that Theo Riddick used to have for that offense it's going to be so good for Swift and so good for Stafford
2: Swift Swift is going to be Theo Riddick and carry on Johnson's running ability like he's (laughs) better than both of them
3: dude I'm here for it he's that
2: guy I
0: I I loved me some some Theo Riddick when when he was in that offense I love Theo
2: I'm a Notre Dame fan that grew up in Jersey bro just like Theo Riddick Jersey kid (laughs) They went to Notre Dame. I love that dude, Tio, baby.
0: All right, uh, going on to the running backs here. We'll highlight someone from each uh, each list, and we'll start. We'll go highlight Josh's guy here. But first, Stoner, you like Jordan Howard, Josh. Yes. You like Melvin Gordon on a new team with the Denver Broncos.
2: Howard Bender also loves Jordan Howard, I heard. <laughs> yes, he
5: does. <laughs> yes. Howard Bender is single-handedly employing Jordan Howard through all he his really greatest.
2: I love Unbelievable. It. He is increasing yeah. his ADP week by week.
5: Like Yes, it's all Howard Bender.
2: <laughs>
0: Ryan, you're a big fan of Tariq Cohen heading into the season. And myself, I am a huge James White fan, as long as Cam Newton starts. And uh Josh, you I can't, can't say, just have a
2: caveat, Joe. Nope. You can't throw, <laughs> no, gotta... It can't be oh. like the Astros and just throw an asterisk on your champion. Nope. Nope. You
5: know, how long did we go? What was the overrender on how long did it would take to have an Astros joke?
0: It's been 14 minutes. Wait, con. wait, is, wait Jen, you an Astros fan?
5: Yes, I'm an Astros oh. fan. Come at me,
0: guys! Oh, come yeah. at me, <laughs> Jen. Red Sox I've fan. already
2: started coming at you. What are you.
0: Jen, I'm a Red Sox fan. I said, look, I said a while ago, right? If this season was going to happen, that like that waste management should sponsor like every yeah. s- like should sponsor it would be the hilarious. MLB in general, and they just bring tiny trash cans that people you know bang on. But alas, no fans. Um, no fans. Okay. Josh, we'll get to your Melvin Gordon, but I want to start with Jen here. So, Jen, what are your thoughts? Yeah, because screw you, Josh. Jen, what are your <laughs> I, thoughts? I will
1: see the floor to Jen all day. It's okay.
0: <laughs> Jen, how do you feel about Melvin Gordon? A brand month, new system. Baby,
5: um, I'm okay with Melvin Gordon, but he's not someone I'm targeting. You know, maybe third round I would take him, but I think there's other competition there. And let's not forget about Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay isn't dead. He's a thousand yard rusher still. I, you know, I just and Melvin Gordon could get injured. He's a little bit of an injury prone. I mean, not majorly, but I'm just not a huge Melvin Gordon guy. I would rather have Gurley than Gordon. And I know that's, you know, maybe a bit of a hot take. Everyone's sure it's going to no, be Melvin Gordon, but it's a hot take.
2: <laughs> I think another important thing to remember is that his tackle just opted out for the season yeah. as well, Melvin Gordon. Well, Jawan so, James didn't play last year either. Yeah. But still, you know, I mean, we still have to recognize that it doesn't mean he wasn't going to get some
3: play this year. No, it's true. I mean, that's, yeah. They built their team, assuming he'd be there. No, no. absolutely.
1: They did. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. I mean, for me with Gordon, he he's got a nose for the end zone. I, I did a whole entire article on this a few uh, weeks back on, on club fantasy, FFL.com. Um,
2: is it on the internet? Then it must it, be true. It is exactly.
1: <laughs> um, he's got a nose for the end zone. He knows how to find it. Um, you know, he basically was the red zone guy in uh, San Diego, L.A. with the Chargers, Um, he's the receiving guy. Phillip Lindsey struggles as a receiving back. He can hit a hole and pick up extra yards, but he's not a talented receiver. Last year, Royce Freeman out-targeted him in the same exact offense. So I'm banking on not only the red zone uh, touches for Gordon, but also the receiving work. I actually have Gordon as a top 10 running back in my projections. Wow. And his current ADP Whoa. at RB19 the is fire like a screaming value.
2: Fire,
0: Hold on, Stoner. Uh, just, just to ruin Josh's wide receiver. Uh, Please. Jo- so jo- Josh's wide receiver is Deontay Johnson. He's very, very high on Deontay Johnson. He has Deontay Johnson statted out. As wide receiver 13 this year. 14. Want, 14. Whoa, 14. I had to readjust after yeah, Terry McLaurin. Yeah, you want to talk about craziness. Deontay Johnson look, at wide they receiver got, 14. They've got
2: some crazy math in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the only explanation for Deontay Johnson at 13. Look, He will Juju, outscore Juju look, Smith-Schuster this year. Juju Bank on it. Smith is the top seven receiver for me this nope. year. You know why? Because he's looking for a contract, because he wants to come back home. That kid doesn't want to be in Pittsburgh. He wants to be in L.A. playing for the Rams or the Chargers. I'm not sure which one yet, but he's going to be playing for one of those teams in 2021. And the only reason he gets there is because he finishes top 10 in 2020. To eat that is clearly contingent on Big Ben staying healthy all year. And I'm just going to roll the dice. I'm all in on Juju Smith. Fuck Deontay Johnson. <laughs> I'll take I'll take I'll Hell take yeah. James Washington. Seven rounds later, so, Stoner. We might we might have to put
1: a bet on that one, buddy.
2: <laughs> so okay, I, I I'll just, bet you a, I'll bet you a Philly cheesesteak.
0: Done. All right. As I an just I, fan. I, mean, I,
2: I I do hey, want to Jersey, bring up because
0: Stoner, you said that uh, Juju's looking to come back west. Can we just sit here and imagine for a second? Either team, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Juju Smith-Schuster, or the better one in my opinion, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, in Juju Smith-Schuster with, with Eckler out of the backfield. With, with Hunter Henry, be, how about that? I think that it's going to be
2: Keenan. I think it's going to be Keenan, Juju, Eckler, and Hunter. And Mike Williams will be moving on somewhere.
0: I love Mike Williams. Uh,
2: I do too. And he's going to do great in the second contract somewhere else. He will. <laughs> he will. All right. Uh, to the
0: wide receivers now as a segue here. Stoner, your guy is Brandon Cooks, uh, the
2: new receiver out in Houston. Easy. <laughs> Easy.
4: The new Easy. number one
2: receiver out in Houston. Number uh, one receiver out in Houston. Yeah. Maybe not for the four games Will Fuller plays. But right. <laughs> he will be number one for the whole yeah. year.
3: The four quarters, Will Fuller. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Ryan. Spread out over four games.
3: Yes.
0: Okay. Ryan, you have uh, Terry McLaurin, F1, yes. as I your agree. guy. And for me, I couldn't choose. So I went <laughs> Hunter Renfro, Alan Lazard, Darius Slayton, and CeeDee Lamb. I am oh. balls
2: out for all for of
0: four. them. Four. Balls out for Stupid. all of them.
2: Stupid cowboy, but I'm all in on Slayton, though. No, I actually do like CD. Jen knows I, I'm a big I'm a big Lamb fan.
0: I, I a lot of people are in on CD Lamb, but the only the reason I put CD Lamb here is that the fact people think that Amari Cooper is still the wide receiver one in that offense, and he's just simply not.
5: He's just I don't simply
0: like Amari, not. dude. Have you, Jen, have you, hold on, hold
2: on. Ahead.
5: So let, my wide receiver let, let, is that's the
2: cowboy fan to yeah. talk about their
0: oh
4: yeah wide go
2: receivers.
5: Ahead. Yeah, my wide receiver is Michael Gallup.
2: Um, That's That's
5: fine. Love him. Yeah. Um, He's just
2: (laughs) – He's (laughs) a stud. Tell me me more, Jennifer. Gallup's a stud.
5: He actually – and, you know, he had over 1,000 yards last year. There's no reason he and Amari Cooper can't. I'm not saying Amari Cooper isn't still on paper. They're number one. Um, But he actually had more yards per game than Amari Cooper uh, when he played. And he's just got a great chemistry with Dak Prescott. Um, He's gonna play a full season this year. And as far as CeeDee Lamb, Listen, Randall Cobb had over 800 yards, four yes. touchdowns playing out of the slot. There's no reason CeeDee Lamb can't replicate those numbers now. I know he's a rookie, so there's going to be less time to have the chemistry with he and Dak. But there's enough offense to go around in Dallas that all three of those guys could totally ball out. And, Cooper and talent been, is
2: talent, and C.D. Lamb
3: is still the number one
5: Still talented. rookie and wide
2: receiver coming
3: in.
5: And they in want him to be the mid-year. future, you know? And
3: with and with McCarthy there, they might actually throw yeah. the ball more. <laughs> so, right, I I think that's right.
2: Important
5: that's true. I think what
2: Jen just said is spot on that they want him to be the future. You don't you don't get number eighty eight from Jerry Jones. That's for right. you to be for you to be the third guy in in the fucking yeah, yeah. in the rotation. And
0: yeah. it, so th- there's a reason that they threw the ball and ran the football a lot last year. Is and I'm sorry, Jen, their defense is just garbage. So they're going <laughs> to continually. You better
2: put some respect on Jalen Smith's name. <laughs> hey, Jalen
0: Smith was my IDP for the Cowboys. He was. So <laughs> I have Jalen. Love Smith, that guy. I have Jalen Smith over Leighton Vanderesh. So. I am, I'm all in on Jalen Smith.
2: You went to Notre Dame. Of course you have him over everywhere. <laughs> but, uh, the... We're pandering to stoner. This is what we do to <laughs> our guests. <laughs> no, I'm, I am the ultimate homer. I will be honest, but I am still He's the honest ultimate to homer. The only guys I root for in the NFL that are not like on the Niners are guys that went to Notre Dame. Like Jerome or Bennett, from one Jersey. of my favorite running backs of all time. Or they're from Jersey. Yeah. Jerome Bettis, one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. running backs of all time. Tim Brown, I still find him to be a top seven all-time receiver. People don't love him. Tim Brown was scary. Tim Brown was scary. I'm the ultimate Homer fan jersey boy. I love it. Boy, like I love it. Yeah. All right. But I'm also a realist, yeah.
0: That's fair. The guy that I wanted to highlight was actually talk about Ryan's guy in uh, Terry McLaurin. So Ryan... Mm-hmm. You know, new head coach. I'm a, I'm all in on Dwayne Haskins this comment? year. I think he's I think he has great value as a late round sleeper, especially in deep leagues. So why do you like uh, McLaurin, Ryan?
3: I just think you're going to see passing volume go up. McLaurin was good last year on Redskins, who I think threw the ball fifth least in the NFL. Um, they threw the ball over 600 times in Carolina next, last year, and I don't know that he's going to bring that. But even at 550 attempts, um, when you look. Uh, Rivera's offenses and Turner's offenses, and I know it's not Norv Turner, but it's his son, they tend to love their wide receiver one. Yep. Um, I was kind of looking, and if you look, they on average target their wide receiver one 25% of their pass attempts in like the last five years. So you're looking anywhere from 110, which would be his a great floor for a guy who you can get as the wide receiver 25 right now up to 140 targets and if he hits 140 targets he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver that you're getting in the fifth round of your draft he's he's the guy that if you wanted to go running back early and you're able to snag McLaurin as your wide receiver two in the fifth round you're going to be very happy with your roster at the end of the year i love him this dude played
2: no less than 87 percent of snaps in a game last like year and yeah. i
5: mean who else is there and talk about negative game script they're gonna be playing yeah. the cowboys all the time
2: AGG <laughs> hey, baby AGG. Hey,
0: <laughs> i love gandy <The>, golden <laughs> the the secondaries in the, the cowboys NFC defense east, is
2: trash is what the,
0: to the secondaries <laughs> in the nfc east consist
2: of uh i what do you got in t- there jen is that tequila
5: no, it is very healthy H2O. <laughs> I make it oh, okay. special. It's two hydrogens to every oxygen. It's I know very-
2: I know that so the, I know that you drink the clear tequila. Can you
0: send so me your recipe? <laughs> I've actually never heard someone refer to water as I make it special, two hydrogens, one oxygen. <laughs> that that oxygen. is that awesome. Yeah. That was a great line. I might steal that. That's a good line. Um all right, and then the last guys to go through here are the Only tight Only an ends. Astros
2: fan would cheat and take credit for something. <laughs> that so long ago.
0: It's all about
5: the spin. It's all about the spin.
2: Uh, I,
0: I love how bad the Astros cheating scandal was, that it just completely overshadows what the Red Sox did with their Apple Watches. So to thank Astros, you. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Um, thank you. Uh, going through the tight ends here, Stoner, your guy yes. is Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle, baby. Good one. Josh, uh, and everyone on this show. John O'Smith. Hayden Smith, Hurst.
5: John oh. Smith.
0: Kittle.
5: Not Hayden Hurst. Nobody has Hayden Hurst. I,
0: I am a big
1: Hayden Hurst guy this year. No, Jen, tell us more about Hayden Hurst. Come just,
5: on, those I vacated targets in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. no, I love it. Most, or, most vacated targets Vick? in the league. Yeah. The
2: ones that are going to Russell Gage.
5: No way! <laughs> They're not going to wrestle Gage. They're totally going to Hayden, Hayden Hurst
2: because Hayden Hurst is going to get hurt by week three.
5: No, come on!
2: I mean, Don't look what That's what he does. He couldn't beat out Nick Boyle, but we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna Nick give Boyle's him a
5: blocking tight yeah. end. I,
2: I think it's Jaden Graham's season in Atlanta, but it's not going to happen until maybe week six. I, I don't know I how did, you
1: create a I, second and a fifth round pick Look, for a guy that used I, to be a first round pick I, to then give it to a third stringer.
2: <laughs> I love, I love the position of tight end in Atlanta. I mean, Austin Hooper was awesome there, but we're assuming that a dude who hasn't really shown us much in the last few years, aside from a, a few fucking blips is going to just jump into that spot and assume that role. And I don't trust him. Yeah. I don't trust. I don't trust Evan Ingram either. Like if I'm mm. I'm drafting Caden Smith late round and Jaden Graham late round as tight end targets because you, I you know think, that those guys are going to get hurt. I know it.
5: You don't think there's any coincidence that the Orioles? I'm sorry, the Orioles. This is what happens. At, the Ravens. <laughs> Baltimore. Could have said Hayden Harris lots of places, lots of places for in the market for him, and they decided to send him to Atlanta, a team they only face every four years. They know how good that guy is. He was stuck behind Mark Andrews and Nick Boyle, He's the blocking tight end. So I think Hayden Harris, former first-round pick, he's absolutely going to eat in that Matt Ryan offense. Yes.
0: Well, it's, it's not even a Matt Ryan offense. It's the fact that last year Matt Ryan sucked. So historically, this is the year that Matt Ryan's an MVP candidate.
2: There you go. Right, but that's why everybody's drafting Calvin Ridley too early. Yep, And that's why people are sleeping on Russell Gage because he's the dude that I think is going to consume a portion of Austin Hooper's target. Russell Gage is a dynamic kid at wide receiver three in an offense that is meant to be dynamic and that's going to throw the ball and score a bunch of points. I like well, him. Well, keep in
1: keep in mind too, the Falcons led the NFL in passing attempts. Like yes. I, I, they're not going wow. to do that again. I mean, yeah, I when Brian I Hill is your running back, like, you have to throw the ball. I guess exactly. You <laughs> know, if, if they're going like they went out, they they got girly, You know, they can run them till the legs fall off. So you That's know, I don't. Like they're the not going to throw 684 times again.
2: Well, what if his legs fall off? I don't
5: know four, if they can run themselves. And off. then they're
2: stuck with Brian Hill as their running back again, right? You
0: mean so, you mean the elite Brian Hill that everyone said to start against you the guys, Carolina Panthers? Why are last you year?
5: trashing Quadre Olison? Come on. Hey, come well, on. I, dra- you know, I drafted him. This is
2: there too, Jed. But I don't want any of those guys. I drafted I'll take Cod-
5: Russell Gage, Hayden Hurst,
2: Laquan
0: Treadwell. <laughs> <laughs>
5: At this point we're just throwing out names on the Falcons.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm with you, yeah. Okay. So back to the tight ends, that was the original part of this argument. Josh has John U. Smith as his guy. Ryan, you have the aforementioned Mark Andrews. Yes, and you want to talk always. about late round guys?
2: Ap- Mark Andrews is one of my guys. You can't pick a top three tight end to be sure one you of can guys.
3: if you're willing to take him over George Kittle, Zach Ertz, every single one of those guys, and and you'd so be wrong fair. every time.
2: Every time you took anyone over George Kittle, you'd be wrong. <laughs> we, we already I'm not established either, that I'm not earlier. Even argue that. <laughs> we established uh. that earlier, George. If you're looking, I'm clearly the hype man. You need to be. Hiring. Yes. Let's go. So.
0: Stoner, you talked about late round guys you want to target.
2: How about a guy that
0: no one is talking about at tight end? I already end?
2: said Russell Gage. No, tight end. Yeah, not tight receiver. End. That's right. At
0: tight end. At tight end. So this guy at tight end 25, who is my guy, in PPR scoring, he sits at tight end 25 being taken after OJ Howard, Greg Olson, Chris Herndon, Guys like that...
2: Is it is Big Willie?
5: It's, Big Kyle Willie?
0: it's Kyle
5: Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. I,
0: Kyle Rudolph. I, everybody's so, you know,
5: all over Irv Smith. Look,
2: I love Irv Smith as a long-term play, but I can jump completely on board with Kyle Rudolph, and I know why you pointed him out to me, because he's from Notre Dame. I love <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think we have to acknowledge that Justin Jefferson is stepping into a digs role. Yes. So there's going to be uh, times when Kirk Cousins wants to shoot for comfortability. And Kyle Rudolph, if he didn't make Kirk Cousins comfortable in some of those catches he made last year, he's Mm -hmm. never going to make Kirk Cousins comfortable. Um, Yeah. I do do agree that he's going to be a solid red zone target, but I don't know that, you know, from twenty to twenty, Kyle Rudolph's going to be running up and down the field with Herb Smith.
0: No, and and that's fair. And I actually I did some research, Josh. You'd be proud of me. To, what to really, to really drive? You home. Was, did research. It was like two minutes. Don't get too excited, okay? <laughs> um, I didn't. I didn't do analytics. I strictly looked at stats. Uh, I hate analytics. I think they're stupid. Just look at your look with your eyes. What tell did who's the Kyle player. Rudolph
2: do last year, Alexa?
0: so stoner you talked about Diggs is gone treadwell is also gone who didn't vacate too many targets but i believe he was up in like the mid 30s so there's something that's
2: 30 too many let's be real it's (laughs) definitely
0: 30 too many no i agree treadwell's terrible but there's 110 targets on the table i don't think justin jefferson is going to take 110 targets in his rookie season that's a lot for a rookie
2: Maybe so, not in this rookie season no, because it's not a normal rookie season.
0: Very true.
2: Uh, yeah. So I, I, I think, do think he is talented enough to be a 100-plus target guy. Sure.
0: Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I,
2: I think. But too many question marks. Too yeah. many variables right now. G-
0: Jefferson gets the majority of those targets, but I also think Rudolph takes some of those targets from him as well. Last year yeah. was by far his lowest targeted season. Since 2014, he only how many four, targets
2: did Kyle Rudolph have last year? 48. Yeah. And how many catches?
0: Uh, his catch percent, I think it was 35. His catch percentage was actually very good. Um, but 39, th- 39. Thank you. Yeah,
3: damn, but, he catches everything. 81 percent.
0: <laughs> he caught everything. Right? But then, good. if you look at 2018, when Kirk Cousins is still there, they he had 82 targets. So like. The discrepancy is huge. There's no way Kyle so, Rudolph
2: has another so 48 also target season. it's possible that those those targets that Justin Jefferson is not getting from Diggs get added to Irv Smith. So Irv Smith is still a good play yeah. and a great and a solid late round sure. tight end too as well.
3: One but of the I things think I think
2: you're right. One of, one of the things I think people hold on. I think, people are, on I think people are sleeping on on Kyle Rudolph and he is a late a late round dude that you He's can give him nothing.
3: He's absolutely free. One of the things Stoner hit on the head is between the twenties because he's been under ten yards per reception. He caught thirty nine balls last year for three hundred and sixty yards. Yeah, not a lot of yards. Yeah, you're not you're not getting. Yeah, with Rudolph, you're definitely
1: banking on. touchdowns. You need them touchdowns. That's what you're
4: banking
0: on. But but the thing is, like you know those those touchdowns, I think still netted him like nine yards catch though. I mean, let's be honest. Tight end fourteen last year. Yeah, tight end (laughs) fourteen. Catch
2: is great. I'll take it.
0: I just I, I think. You know, you can take him as your backup, and he's easily outplaying his draft status right now. And I seriously think he has top 10 upside just because there's no way he repeats 48 targets again. There's no way he repeats that. Because he's had, I think that's the only time he's been under 50 he targets. Had, he had 81 career. targets
2: uh, each of the last 2017 and 2018. He had 81 yeah. targets exactly.
0: So That's my I point. Mean,
2: I think his targets go up. I think his touchdowns might I mean he might lose a few. Um and it might stay the same depending on where his targets go. But I think there are a lot of vacated targets, like you said, and him being a veteran and him being someone that that Kirk feels comfortable with, you know, there I do I do think he has value yeah. and people are sleeping on him.
0: Yeah. All right, so we went through all of hold, our guys. Hold on,
2: guys. I, I want to hear about Blake Jarwin from Jem. Jen, what do you think oh, about Blake?
5: I think he's fine. I think he's over touted. I mean, you know, he's not exactly going to pick up everything that Jason Witten left. They've got CD Lamb now. They have all this. Of course, they're going to use him. I think he's fine. But uh, he but, was yeah.
2: dope. Like before the before the draft, we talked he, about earlier. Pre draft, this guy was great. But I think yeah. pre draft, Blake Jarwin, you're right, was a dude who was super hyped. Yep. Yeah, then, people
5: were super <laughs> hyping, and they're like, oh, you know, but, you know, they don't – they wear a lot of red zone looks to the tight ends in, in Dallas. It's just not the way they play. So as far as, like, accumulating a lot of points, like, I don't really think you're going to – oh, Blake Jarwin, he's the new star. Um, he's fine. He's fine, you know, if you need to play in a tight end. But I don't think you're going to, like, find some major diamond in the rough that's going to be top five I, tight end out of nowhere. I, I like of... him
2: in a be- – I like him in a best ball format where he'll, sure. have, he'll pop. He'll have a couple big games. A couple games. tight
5: end. Yeah.
2: But I feel like that's a lot of most
1: like late tight end guys. Like that's yeah. just kind of what, you know, the, oh. after like the top five, all of those guys are like, you know, three or four good weeks that completely inflate their season and, Oh, Hey, they're a tight end one by year's end. And you're just like, right. Yeah, but the consistency is terrible. Like, right. You know, you know.
5: Right.
2: Well, yeah, you have to be prepared for that. If you're not getting any of those top five guys, but yeah, so, I, I don't know. I like the tight end position because of that. I like that it's it's not easy. Like wide receiver is so deep right now. You could yeah you can go seven rounds without taking a wide receiver and still end up with two wide. receivers. You'll get Marvin
5: here. Jones and Mike Williams. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. That, that
2: could be top twenty five receivers in, <laughs> right. in any given season. Like, so I like the fact that you could snag guys like Austin Hooper and Noah Fant and Hawkinson and. I don't know. I don't I'm not a big big fan of uh Jarwin either, but even a dude like Eric Ebron is probably gonna score eight touchdowns in sure. Pittsburgh. Um, I just I like I like the fun of the tight end position in, in that it's very I don't know, it's crazy. It's it's a fucking wild card. And I also love the last couple of years. I think guys like Dawson Knox and Jay Sternberger, there's a lot of young talent that has come from that position like even Albert O and Cole Komet and guys that were drafted this year like these are talented football players mm-hmm. but they're still huge question marks so yeah. if you
3: if you're willing to be active and stream the position, you can build a top five tight end yeah. before the season is over.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. and what are, that's the stream you, master general right there. Listen yeah. to him <laughs> when it
3: comes to streaming <laughs> tight
2: ends. I, we, I so, love that, dude. Also, I love them.
0: But before, wow. before we wrap up, um, I do just want to say all is right in the world when Jimmy Graham is tight end 28. And I just, <laughs> just want to stress that so much. That thank you, everyone who's listened for the past three years and has stopped taking Jimmy Graham in as a top 10 tight end because I have been screaming it from the rooftops that Jimmy Graham is a sorry excuse for an NFL <laughs> player right now. And I still didn't understand why people took him last year as high as they what? did. And now but he's, he's tied at 28. Mitch, but he's got Mitch Trubisky as his quarterback. Now. Or Nick Foles. Who knows? <laughs> Come on. T- it's going to be Mitch, right? I mean, no, listen, it'll be Mitch. The, the the best, not buying
1: the Nick Foles. Site.
0: The best case scenario for the Chicago Bears is Mitchell Trubisky comes in <laughs> is plays.
4: Global sick, Warfare? Is they, is they all get coronavirus? No, listen. Is listen. the
3: season is canceled? <laughs> is
2: that they find a
3: DeLorean
2: and Jurassic at home? Listen. We have options here. I mean, Joe, wh- come on. <laughs> was it wasn't Back to the Future
0: in nineteen eighty-five, so it would actually be nice if they found a DeLorean and went back to the there, eighty-five Bears. There you go. Um,
2: Jim McMahon would be a better option yes, right now than Mitch the second. Trump.
0: Listen, listen. And he listen. he only
2: has one eye that works.
0: Listen, Stoner, here's the best case scenario, right? Mitchell Trubisky starts four weeks. He does poorly. Nick Foles comes in with zero pressure to do anything good. Nick Foles takes him 12 straight wins, they win the division. Because you want to know why? Nick Foles is really good when there's no pressure. So if he comes in and fills in for Trubisky, the Bears are golden.
2: Mark my words. Nick Foles Foles won a Super Bowl against Tom Brady. I don't think any one of us can rightfully say that that dude is no good without pressure. (laughs) Because there's literally zero scenarios in the NFL that involve more pressure than a Super Bowl against Bill Tell Belichick Stoner. and Hold on. Tom Brady. Stoner, I'm not. I hate. Listen, no, I'm not talking about that Super Bowl. But I got to give Nick Foles a little bit of credit for that energy he brings. He's and a little I'm, bit better. I'm not.
0: Matthews. I'm not saying that there was no pressure in that situation, but Foles specifically in that situation, if he loses that, everyone's like, "Oh, he's a backup quarterback." He lost. It's not like it's like okay he lost he's a backup quarterback we knew You've going into this
2: never been to Philadelphia no I, yeah, I understand exactly they would, <laughs> they, <laughs> they would not have said that they gave Mitch Williams death threats when he threw a bad uh, he threw a great inside fastball that Joe Carter turned on and cracked to win to hit a home run to win the World Series so you, you have to Williams, understand Joe Williams wasn't threw alive a great then. Pitch. And yeah, he I wasn't alive Out of New Jersey because of death threats. So they so, would have they would have retired Nick Foles if he didn't win that Super Bowl, dude. I'm telling you. So they would have so, retired him.
0: So so two things. Look at Nick Foles' career. Look at the times where he's been announced as, the, as the opening day starter. <laughs> Listen, look at the times he's been announced as the opening day starter. He sucked. He's been terrible, but when he fills in as a backup, he's I really agree. good because there's no pressure on him. And second, I'll be 22 on Tuesday, so I have Jesus no clue what that reference Christ. was. Jesus. <laughs> so I don't know what that reference was. And also, Google there was a, it. There was
2: a, <laughs> I love these people. There was a, <laughs> as as was a reference don't lump me into that, okay? <laughs> Listen, there I'm a, was... A, I, I have a beard older than the host of this
0: I game. just realized how
5: I recognized Joe. I used to babysit him.
2: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, le- just looking at this, right, so you, wa- you want to show my age. Josh put in a no, private... No, I don't,
2: because I don't, don't want to feel any worse about listen,
0: it. Listen, no, listen. Listen, Josh said in our private chat, check out the Twitch comment on Stoner. And I didn't know what it meant, but I saw it. It says, "Wow, Fantasy Stoner looks like Napa went super cyan in his 80s." I don't know what that means. How do you not know Dragon Ball Z, dude? I didn't even watch the show, and even I know that. I. Josh, come on! Look at me. Do I look like a Dragon Ball Z fan? I don't know. You sit and play video games all
2: freaking day. Yeah, that's
0: video games. I
2: don't watch Dragon Ball Z. Z. Sounds like a compliment to me. It is a compliment.
3: (laughs) My favorite was on our first, the first episode I was ever on with you guys when we discovered that I've been playing fantasy football longer than Joe's been 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 alive. alive. (laughs) I've
0: been playing fantasy football since I was seven. Oh
2: fuck me too! Oh god.
0: We're not gonna twenty
2: When were you born? Ninety seven? Ninety-eight. Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I, I, I've been very, Yeah. 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 you know who Joey Galloway is? <laughs> I love Joey Galloway. He's the first one that made me hate fantasy football. When he so all <laughs> right, so ready, my
0: my first year of fantasy football. Taylor was
2: the second one,
0: my my first year of fantasy football was Carson Palmer on the Bengals, Frank Gore, and Lamont Jordan for the Raiders. Lamont. That was Lamont Jordan. That was my first year of fantasy yeah. football. My team was auto-drafted. That was before he
1: uh got overpaid by the Jets.
0: Yes. Very <laughs> overpaid. But no, that was my first year of fantasy football to, to put that into perspective for people. I believe I was seven years
2: old. So
1: So yeah. for anybody listening and anybody on the show, if Joe made you feel old, we sincerely
2: apologize. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, I sincerely empathize. Fuck yeah. <laughs>
5: It's okay. I might just add extra hydrogen next time. There <laughs> we go.
2: Add three or four H3o. things of oh, hydrogen. There we go. Yes. I think you should just go with the tequila next time, Jennifer. <laughs> all
0: right. And that's that's all we have. have
2: it we know what happens if you have too many.
0: Yeah. Everyone, it's a longer show, but it was worth it. That's all we have. Stoner and Jen, thanks for crashing, Jen. I, Stoner, I, thanks for I, being here. Thanks for
5: inviting I, us.
2: I always tend to drag the show out. A oh, that's no. okay.
0: It was well Perfect. worth it. Well worth yeah. it, of course. I'm always yeah. on
2: time, but I always stay longer than I should. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's okay. We, we always want you here. You're always welcome here. And
2: hey, man. What, do you hey, you? Yeah. hey Thank talk you. to me more about what's happening the next few weeks because I know this is very important. Wow. We already talked about uh, the ladies taking over, but I think we need to talk about it again before yes. we round off. Uh,
0: um, I, d- I, d- I do go? want to – I do want to point out that wasn't scripted.
2: Stoner just threw that out there. So I absolutely no, love that. He amazing. Yes. You, you guys know that I am, I am all about like equality and yeah. making sure that shit is, is the way it should be in the yeah. world. So yeah, I, I think what you guys are doing is great. And I told you that right from the start, the second I heard about it, I was stoked on it. I even said, Hey, I'm friends with these people. And you, Faith had already reached out to everyone. And, and <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Huge,
1: huge shout out to yeah. Faith. No, all, I, think, uh, I believe yeah, the nine sense. guests that we have for these shows, she booked seven of them. Yeah, so she's killing she it. She's it. Yeah. Really yeah. it. She's killing it. Absolutely. it.
2: She's awesome. Um, I, I, Yeah. She's a good, she's good people. And I think. It's well, I remember three tough, months
1: ago so. when she only had 50 followers on Twitter. I, I just want to point <laughs> that
2: out. Yeah, yeah, She's killing it. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's doing good work. She still hits me up for uh, advice on some of her drafts and stuff, yep. but not so, as much as she used to. She learned quickly. She yeah. did.
0: In purse Stoner's request, we're going to go through this one more time. So the next four weeks of shows from August twelfth to September second, myself, Josh, and Ryan take a back seat to stepmom thank Lauren and Leap of Faith. Yes, thank God. It'll be a sit- lot,
2: a lot more aesthetically pleasing. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. appreciate that. I,
0: I get to sit back and do nothing. I cannot wait.
2: <laughs> this is not um, a knock on you, Josh. This is more <laughs> just because. It's oh, there's so proof. much more entertaining than we are. I, I can yes, promise 100%. you that. And they're much more aesthetically pleasing. than Yes. Yeah.
0: So uh, as already mentioned, we have Liz Loza for next week's show. Rosalie Michaels also joins the show, and we have one more tandem duo of guests that will be announced on Friday. We don't want to spoil it, so stay tuned to the social I channels. I have a
2: feeling I know who that is, but <laughs> for those that don't know, Rosalie, she's at the uh, Fantasy Girl, I think, on and DraftKings. Yep. Twitter. Yeah, yep. she does stuff for DraftKings, and she's been doing some betting stuff. Yep. Jen, when are you going to be on?
5: Uh, the nineteenth, I believe.
1: Yeah. Correct. We're, yep. we're also going to have Lindsay O.K. on that show as well. Yes, Jen
0: and Lindsay, killer Lindsay show. Lindsay
2: is honestly one of my five favorite people on Twitter and any social media. She's
0: amazing. She, She's
2: awesome. She literally fucking deflects trolls better than anyone I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, I call her the clapback queen. <laughs> she just—that's yeah. exactly what she and does. Her, it, it's her personality
2: is phenomenal for me. The way that she does. You're right. She went but it's how she claps back yep. at him um, and is mm-hmm. intelligent and smart and funny, and yep. I think it's just goddamn brilliant. And she is one hundred percent someone that I, I want to be friends with. We actually had planned; I think we talked in December, or January, that she was supposed to come out to Southern California in twenty twenty, and we talked about going out for drinks. But obviously, things are going to happen. So, yes. Lindsay, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Come come listen while you're uh while you're on the show and we'll make I love plans. It. We'll and make plans for twenty twenty one. World knows it.
0: Those are the first two shows We won't spoil the third and the fourth, but if you listen to the show, you know who are, so who's already gonna be on there. If you've seen the graphics, you know who's already gonna be on there. But where also, Where can ahead.
2: we do the uh the, the auction stuff and you're, donate the money?
0: You're beating me like to that. the punch here, man. So you can That's, go to club fantasy com, and on there there's going to be right in the main section is going to say w o f f raffle click on that you can see all the rules and all that stuff but we're going to switch each item every single week so from this point up until i believe five o'clock eastern on august 12th that'll be the last chance you can get to throw in for the Fantasy Footballers Ultimate Draft Kit, the signed Blake Jarwin jersey, and the signed Robert Smith jerseys. You can go to clubfantasyffl.com slash woff-raffle. From there, you can choose which one you want. It'll take you directly to the GoFundMe page. And then from there... You... When can I win my
2: Frank Gore signed
0: jersey? Is the real
1: question. <laughs> <The Frank Gore laughs> I believe jersey. that's on eight nineteen. We're raffling that. So between oh, eight twelve. Yes. So between eight twelve and eight nineteen, that's Grandpa that's <laughs> the that's the bidding window. So And
0: also the winners so the winner of the UDK Jarwin and Smith Jersey will be announced on our 812 show. So stay tuned. They're going to be announced during that show. So be sure to
3: listen and, and bid you... this week and yes. this week. Yes. Bid this and keep week. in mind,
1: yes. too, if you don't want any of these prizes, that's OK. Perfect. Yeah. Donation still donate. Yes. It's going to a great cause, raising awareness for women, not only in sports, but just in careers in general.
0: Our yes. goal is one thousand for the month, but of course we want to absolutely freaking smash that goal.
2: I would pay that for Frank Garcide.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. so that is what so that that's what's on tap right now. But yeah, just super excited for the next Honestly, four weeks of fans shows. Of the
2: U. Niner Nation, you're not going to outbid me for a Francor jersey. <laughs> uh,
3: so just and, don't even try.
0: And here's the thing. So so let's say, do right? Do try. So
3: try. The, Please the, the, try. Yeah, do try. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. So <laughs> even mind, Stoner, it's a raffle, not an auction. It's a raffle. So you're, yeah. you're,
4: you're, you're
1: but, bidding but he, to get yeah. your name drawn
0: but, for it. But here's what you can do, right? You can put as many raffle tickets as you want in there. So... If yeah. you're a Cowboys fan like Jen is and you really want a Blake Jarwin jersey... No one. You can... <laughs> Linda
2: wants it. Linda wants... It. Yeah, Linda. I know Linda. L- Linda yeah.
0: does want it. Linda's happy about it. But say, so it's currently... Uh, it's $15 to raffle. You can put in $45 and your name will be put in three times for the Blake Jarwin jersey. So your chances increase. Okay. I so, know what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm
2: going to put $1,000 on a front you. porch. Your, your
5: chances One are going to be pretty damn good. One for every year he's played in the NFL. Yep. Yes.
2: <laughs> I respect, Jed. I love <laughs> that. Because you're not wrong.
0: All right. And <laughs> that is Jason all we Whitten have.
2: Right behind him, I'll bet 9 for Jay Whitten.
0: <laughs> and before we go... Again, Jen Stoner, thank you guys. And Jen, before we wrap up, I know we're going to have you back in a couple of weeks, but for the time being, especially for Fantasy Baseball, where can everybody find you?
5: Oh yeah, you can find me online guys at FantasyAlarm.com. I'm doing videos for them, uh, live streams for them. I write for the Jim Bowden MLB Draft Guide and for the NFL Draft Guide. And I also am the co-host of Alarm After Hours which is on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio on Friday nights. You can stream it online, get it on the app, or if you have Sirius, it's because and,
2: and Who knows what happens between 4 and 8 p.m. on a Friday. So by the time she gets on air, it's a wild card, dude. It's Yeah, variable.
5: you need yeah, to know. And we, we help you with your bets. We help you with your seasonal. We, we do all the sports. So it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a two-hour show. And,
2: and yeah. baseball's back, dude. So <laughs> even if you haven't jumped in a league and you want to do some daily stuff, Yep. I mean, it, it'll keep you occupied. That. It'll keep you occupied until the season starts.
0: Heck yeah, Stoner. Yeah. Where can everyone find you?
2: Wherever the fuck you want, man. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> Fantasy FB Stoner on Twitter. Same on Instagram. Um, whatever you need, hit my DM.
1: Shout out to the Undroppables at the Undroppables the the un- un- at the address. Undroppables. Yep. Thank you. I always love the guys that. over there.
2: Uh, yeah, at the undroppablescutlass. dot com, we got a yeah. whole crew of dudes that are putting out good content, um, r- rankings. We got team reviews for what's happened in the off season. Um, we're planning undroppables TV, some some video content. We got unscripted with Paulie Terman and, and BZ, um, our new podcast. It's about six episodes deep. Um, and it's fantastic uh yeah it's the hottest podcast on on the web right now yeah we're just doing good shit um i don't know you know me i just i'm on twitter bro you're in digital marketing man come on (laughs) pimp your shit (laughs) i hate it it. dude it's the funniest thing like i'm really good at it but i hate I hate promoting myself like that. It feels cocky. But you guys know where I'm at. Like Oh,
0: well, yeah. I am. Fantasy Stoner. The one and only. Yeah. And you can follow. Wait,
2: waiting to ride a tandem bike after Drunk Run. That's right. Friend. Yes. That's Get right. Tenty. Yeah, I told her I wasn't riding a tandem bike. I'm down for Drunk Run.
0: No tandem, tandem
2: bike, though. No, because the person in front is always the one doing all the work. Every time I see in a bike, the person sitting in the back is pedaling, <laughs> and sitting there on their phone. And I'm uh, not going to be that guy that's riding a bike for two, because I don't even want to ride a bike for one.
0: I love it. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> You can follow Ryan at the Fantasy Five, Josh at the One Hudsonian, myself at Joe underscore Zolo, and you can follow Club Fantasy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Club Fantasy FFL. The URL is clubfantasyffl.com. Be
2: sure head there. We will make sure that we tweet out some links so you can. Put your names in on these raffles and get your Heck yeah. In and yeah. The yeah. Women
0: of Fantasy Football oh, raffle, okay. go to the website, check it out. You can find it on GoFundMe as well. Just search Women of Fantasy Football or search Club Fantasy. Um, always remember, defense wins championships, offense wins fantasy football. Next week is the beginning of the Ooh. first annual Women of Fantasy Football show with Liz Loza from Yahoo Fantasy, Rosalie Michaels hey. from DraftKings, and two... Yet to be mentioned, ladies, who everyone is going to geek out for on Friday, August 7th. Be sure, stay tuned for that. We will see you then.